see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Unpacked with PMMI. I'm your host, Sean Riley. PMMI's Director of Custom Research, Rebecca Marquez, joins us today to close the loop on her groundbreaking research project with AmeriPen. She returns to unpack to highlight the many ways federal and state legislation will drive sustainability in your state and across the USA. More importantly, she discusses how these laws will impact OEMs and CPGs and what each should be doing now to prepare for inevitable change around extended producer responsibility as an environmental policy approach. Let's have a listen. What do you think the report revealed that will most affect OEMs, which is, you know, our PMMI members? And then will that be the same or kind of differ from the impact it's going to have on CPGs? Well, I think that um, probably the biggest thing is changing legislation. You know, that's going to impact CPGs and it's going to impact our members because we're going to have to innovate to deal with frequent material changes. I think that's happening now. Um, In this report uh, that we're doing, the best practices that we're doing for Flexible Packaging Association, we also surveyed CPGs about what kind of materials they use and how frequently they change. About a very small percentage, it's only 3%, said that they have had to change materials. They've had to transition materials six or more times over the last 12 months. And now... Now that I know what the process is like for a CPG to do this, that's incredible to Uh me. And it's a really small percentage, but honestly, a third have had to do it at least once over the last 12 months. Um, You know, there was a big percentage. It might be, I can't remember, might be about 15% or maybe 10% who have um, changed three to five times over the last 12 months. That's a lot. And what that means for CPGs is there's a lot of change. Um, But it also means that our OEMs, you know, are going to have to innovate in this front and um, think about ways to ease that for CPGs. Um, You know, I don't know if that's just, you know, designing machinery differently. I don't know if that means just... um, you know, having change parts available. If you don't need a new piece of equipment, you just need to kind of um, modify the equipment that you have to make the transition. It, it's going to impact both groups, um, the change in legislation that's coming. It's starting now. And I think we're just going to see that increase. Interesting. So I guess that's an easy segue into, are there any other things that we, you know, you haven't really touched on? I mean, you've touched on a bunch of them, but about how the government's going to impact 
sustainability. Let's go into the next decade or in the next 10 years just from a are we going to finally start seeing legislation because we have this I I'm old, but I remember sustainability. (laughs) Sustainability has been 20 years plus has been this quote unquote buzzword. And I recall sitting with people at meetings, you know, 15 years ago where people said, you know, in the, especially in the OEM sector that, you know, this isn't going to affect us for years because while they, they weren't against it affecting them, they just know that the CPGs with them, you know, that are driving the money and stuff like that, they're the ones that are going to drive real change sort of society wise. And then even bigger than that, it's going to be the government finally saying, yo, we need to, you know, recycle this stuff. We need to be more sustainable. Um, we kind of have an earth we need to live on. So I guess with that wonderful, you know, intro I just gave you, is there any government stuff out there or on the horizon that we need to be aware of? Well, before I get into that, I do have a funny story that has to do with um, what you were just talking about. I was at a meeting um, probably two years ago where we were talking about, as a group, over 100 people in a room, it was a workshop, talking about sustainability in packaging. And one person got up during this meeting and addressed the entire room, um, and it was a person from a CPG, and they said, why are we even talking about this? We've been talking about sustainability for years. No one's going to do anything. It's too expensive. Why are we wasting our time talking about this? Now, this was two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I do not hear that from that same person anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, we've seen just in the past couple of years, legislation changing state by state with EPR laws. And now... What's happening is that maybe it's not always EPR laws, but there are bottle bills and and all different kinds of legislation that are being discussed in at least 30 states currently. This is happening now, um, and that is really going to have an impact on all of us. And so even two years ago, this person was not convinced that we were really going to do anything. And I think just in that small time, we've seen a lot of change, and it's just going to continue to keep coming at us. Now, when we do see these changes, we're, I feel like so far we've seen them at a state level. Is there any push or move that you guys have come across with either the study or just in your, all of your extra research into this um, from a federal level? Everyone I talked to for this study, and we talked to a lot of people from every part of the packaging value chain, they were not really super confident that anything would be done federally. We're hoping that something is done federally because to have 50 different EPR legislations is going to make it really difficult for our Uh industry. Um, We're hoping that something can be done federally. uh, But again, the folks that I spoke with weren't really confident about it. um, But we definitely are seeing a lot of activity on the state front. Yeah. And to your point, I, I most people would probably realize this, but the differences, having the differences between the states when you're dealing with like we're in the Northeast corridor where, you know, the states aren't as enormous as they might be in the Midwest. And for Maryland to have a different one than Virginia, to have a different one from Pennsylvania, to have a different one from New Jersey just takes away the opportunity for they could be this grand, wonderful facility in New Jersey, but 
PA is not sending their stuff there and Maryland's not sending their stuff there. They're all doing it internally to follow their own rules. Mm -hmm. And that's where it just, as you said, is just, it would be so much easier if someone would just come down with a, with a federal law, but we don't want to get into why that is such a difficult thing to deal with. Right. Yeah. Not on this podcast, maybe another one. Yeah. That would be a completely separate thing. That would probably not be best stamped with the PMMI. Right. So with that in mind, what what other things like what would you say? What are other findings, a couple things that you came across that surprised you the most, maybe didn't surprise you and should have sort of stuck with what you had in mind? But you like you said, you learned a lot about all of this. You had never been to a MRF facility, for example. What are some of the things that most surprised you um, as you did this, you know, this report and this study? What things kind of popped up? Well, I think that. There's really three main things, and we, we've kind of covered them them all. The, the big one was how CPGs are viewing compostability. Um, I did not see that coming. I don't think anyone who worked on this study saw that coming. Now, I do want to caution and say that this is a compass. This is a guide. This isn't necessarily what's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, over the next three, five, or 10 years. This is how CPGs feel at the moment. And I was really surprised by that because of everything that you mentioned yourself. This is kind of niche. I I didn't really see that coming at all. And so that was a big surprise. Um, The other one was given all of the language against plastics usage, that plastics are really not going anywhere. Um, There are benefits to plastics. Do we overuse them? Yeah, probably. Um, And do we have to get... uh, more comfortable with how we manage them at end of life, 100%. We, we do have to. But um, there's a lot of messaging out there uh, about plastics just not being good. I'm sure a lot of people have seen um, or heard about, you know, the island of plastic floating in the ocean and, mm-hmm. uh, and all of that. It, plastics, in some cases, have bad press. And so to see CPGs not really planning on changing those out was surprising to me as well. And then the third most surprising thing was when I started going to these MRFs, these facilities, um, again, the sheer volume at one place is incredible to me. I would highly encourage listeners that if they haven't been on a tour of one of these facilities yet, that they that they do so. It's really fascinating. Um, it's, it's life-changing. I mean, of course, you're not going to, you know, go home and like... You know? convert, convert to Murphyism. Right. <laughs> so maybe life changing is a little bit strong. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it Go does. It. It, it does change minds um, to see this because it's staggering what is in these facilities, how it comes in, and what needs to be done with all of these materials. Um, it, it was really a huge lesson for me. Um, so I would highly encourage listeners to do that if they can. Um, and I think those are the three big things that I learned about from this entire study. And the interesting thing, as you're saying that about the the scale of a MRF, it goes back to what we were just talking about from a from a state level, or a fe- like that's a MRF that's might not be dealing with more than one municipality or more than one county or more than one state. We're not talking if you build this to a federal level where you could have these it would be even more massive to have them coming in from multiple places and, you know, automatively automation wise um, to be serviced and everything to be separated. Now you're talking an even more 
grand facility, which I guess is kind of the end game or the goal if we could really get this to work. You're absolutely right. And the MRFs that I've been to are strictly mechanical recycling. We're not even touching on advanced recycling mm-hmm. in this conversation. But um, I have yet to visit one of those facilities. I have not. I'm really eager to do so. I would like to see how those work. Um, but that's that's still sort of up and coming. I think people are not really comfortable with that yet. And, and people need to learn more about it to be comfortable with it. Um, so we're only talking about mechanical recycling here. And, and again, it's really mind blowing how these work. Um, but to do it at a federal level, yes, it would be, that's a huge effort. It's a huge initiative. Um, and that's like just a, an enormous increase in our infrastructure to get that passed through and, and, and built. And I don't see it happening probably over the next decade. Right, which is a little bit disappointing because, again, that would be good for jobs and it would be good for increasing sustainability and yada, yada, yada. But again, another, for a lot. Yeah, yeah. another podcast that we would have to do in a basement somewhere. <laughs> but with that being said, I just want to thank you again for taking time out of your day um, to come on here. And hopefully you'll have another report coming out that we can get you back on here and talk about with um, soon. Awesome. It was my pleasure. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.